2: Hey, how you doing, Internet? It is May 15th, 2017. I had to look at my computer to make sure I knew what date it was. You are listening to Waypoint Radio. We are live from Lobby One. I'm Danielle Riendo. I'm obviously not Austin. That's why I couldn't say what's good, Internet, because, you know, that's his catchphrase. I am joined here today by Patrick Kleppick. Hello. And we have a very special guest. This is the most special guest ever this is pat bear live from the bear cave here on waypoint radio
1: hey we're here in the bear cave i'm pat bear uh and uh i just want to say what's good internet i'll oh, say well see i'll w- i will say it, it I, I will i'll take the heat for <laughs> often and say we
0: are allowed to do that you're, you're just in and out
1: yeah that's true yeah i'll I'm, I'm disappear see me again next time you guys do a live stream that goes 72 hours all right and i'll reappear
2: Alright, you know, we'll we'll play a better game. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the last time
0: I saw you, Pat, it was it was not great. We were in a bad place. It was late at night. We were playing a deeply offensive video game <sighs> that we did not expect to be
2: yes.
0: as bad as it was. Uh I mentioned this Danielle, but um
1: in the chat if People were saying, "Oh, you shouldn't play this." They were apparently
0: warning us. And they we, weren't kidding.
2: They were not joking. Yeah,
0: I took that as encouragement at first. Like, <laughs> 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 exactly. <laughs> That's why we're playing this. It's seventy-two yeah. hours. Get over it. But yeah, they were. They were right. We probably shouldn't have played. Here's that
1: the game. thing. <laughs> that game is a harvester. Is an old bad game. Mm-hmm that somebody yep. decided they were going to republish.
2: That's So it's thing.
0: not our fault. Look, nothing's ever my fault, Pat. So I am, you okay. know... You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right.
2: That's fair. That's more than fair. So, Pat, other than, uh, you know, taking catchphrases and mm-hmm, things like mm-hmm. that, uh, what what have you been playing? What have you been up to lately?
1: Oh, okay. So, uh, you know, I'm not a games journalist. I'm a comedian. Uh, so I don't... That's fair. Uh, <laughs> I'm not always playing the brand new hotness, the thing that just came out. Neither am I. Um, so, uh... I'm playing Flint Hook right now, um, which is pretty recent. I played it a lot at, uh, PAX East, uh, when it was in the indie mega booth nice. and kind of fell in love with it being like kind of a rogue legacy style roguelike, um, but also having some platforming and it's all like puzzle solving platforming. Um, I'm not good at that game, <laughs>
2: um,
1: and Patrick, I'm very bad at it, um, I get into a room, and I'm like, I feel like I have the rhythm, and then I'm dead. And I was like, oh, I didn't have the rhythm for that. (laughs) Um, But it's really beautiful and fun. And the thing about it is, with any platformer, especially hard platformers, is if it feels good while you're doing it, then there are moments where I feel like I'm out of control, like a little bit. And it might be input lag, or it might just be me. And I, ha- I guess I haven't decided Person-like, yet. person lag, you <laughs> Yeah. Because <know, like
2: laughs>
1: um, yeah. I can watch people be very good at it, so that makes me think it might be me. Um, but it's really satisfying, and yeah. I like that about roguelikes. Like, roguelikes should be hard, and you should be like, well, I was never going to beat that room. Uh, but it also should feel like, oh, everything, sorry, everything came together, and I did it, and now I can go to this next room on this... Space pirate ship
0: thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I I have complicated. I wrote an article f- for Waypoint about Flint Hook a couple weeks back, where I think it's probably, uh, I, you know, in in 2017, the year of our Lord of all good video games. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I like I am loath to speak too soon, but it would shock me if I played a better like p- better feeling video game than Flint Hook. Like what what originally got me into that game. I was the same as you. I played it at a PAX East, um, uh, uh, not uh, uh, this year, but last year, um, and just was blown away just how, just smooth, and like, what I wanted to do, I could do, and I'm, I'm also, I'm a, I'm a sucker for games that have hook shots, and there just aren't that many platformers with hook shots, which is weird. <laughs> I mean, like, video games have done zombies to death, but like, let's do hook shots to death, please. Like, let's add yeah. a little more in that column, and I, I really, really enjoy playing that game, and in the moment-to-moment, I enjoy playing that game, but, and this is a piece I might I might write this week because I, I felt similarly after putting an hour or so into Strafe, which is a game that, uh, Danielle, I know you played and liked and wrote yeah. about um, a couple of times last week. Um, and Strafe is a, a throwback to sort of 90s first-person shooters um, using sort of blocky, quake-like uh, graphics. Um, but it is uh, structured in a roguelike. And I think they're both games that have uh, really well-done mechanics thrown into a gameplay structure that... Ostensibly, I like right. Like I'm uh, Splunky is one of my favorite games of all time. I got nothing against roguelikes, but there maybe it's just me or maybe it's a moment. But it, it feels like I'm often finding games these days that I'm playing where the base game I really like playing it. I just wish it wasn't in a roguelike, right. Like I want Flint Hook sure. in a structured Mega Man style just platformer. Like I just want structured authored levels made by the developers in a Shovel Knight style. Right? like Shovel Knight could have been a roguelike, but I don't think Shovel Knight would have been a better game as a roguelike. And I so I I struggle over like is the reason I'm critical of these games because I'm tired of like it feels like so many games I should like, I don't like as much because a lot of them are falling into the roguelike trap or preferring to design for roguelikes as a a larger gameplay structure. Or are they doing the roguelike part wrong, right? Like is is the is is it that they've actually just implemented the roguelike design in a way that is not as fun as it should be. Um, And I don't know. I just know that Strafe and Hook are games I probably would have spent a lot more time with if I knew that I was just progressing from level to level in a more traditional structure. And the fact that they're roguelikes actually puts me off from wanting to play them more. Because, like, in Hook, when you get to, like, the fourth or fifth boss, like, you're looking at spending 45 minutes on a run and then you get to the boss and maybe you're hobbled and you have no health or maybe... Uh, you like ran into a spike room that you just screwed up right before you got to that. I, I don't know. It just I found it frustrating in a way that I wasn't, I, I wasn't enjoying as much as I wish I was. Yeah, if Flint Hook was a
1: Metroidvania
0: style yes! game. Oh my god, stop it, Pat!
1: Don't say those yeah. things because they're not <laughs> true. I know. I know they're not true. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: but yeah, I mean, and who knows? Uh, you'd see these speed runs probably if every room was static. Uh, and like the the order you got your abilities in changed depending on how the run you were doing, you know, you could see people like speed running it, and it like, who knows maybe that maybe they made that game and they were like, nope, this isn't the version, yeah, it's gotta I mean, be and, and
0: I respect yeah. that right like I, so i'm yeah. i'm I'm conscious of the fact that I may be bouncing off it, and it's me bouncing off it as opposed to it being a, a problem with the game. I just feel like I, there's just been a recently uh and like no man's sky contributed so like my theory or what i'm wondering is like no man's sky used a uh the fact that they were a small team that wanted to create an an enormous enormous uh world and they solved that through procedural generation right they said we cannot author enough individual panels to convey the world we want so we're going to do that through procedural generation and in some ways uh like roguelikes function in a similar way it's not procedural generation but it's you know it's pulling from authored pieces to create the illusion of an authored uh, level and i sometimes wonder are there games that are trying to create something more ambitious than what they actually are capable of pulling off and they're using roguelike tools to accomplish it and where uh, whereas maybe flin hook would have been better served for the mechanics that it does well um as a more structured, traditional, like, Shovel Knight-type game because that team, but I don't know, maybe the team couldn't create that game. They didn't feel confident, so they did roguelike to try and meet them halfway, and I don't know. I'm just bummed because Flint Hook is really good, and I want, it should be a game that is, like, one of my favorite games of this year, and I feel like it's not going to be because I got, you know, I was frustrated with its structure, and I'm still bummed
1: out. I think if it came out in 2016, it would be in most people's top 10 wow
0: yeah 2017 is a problem yeah 2017 2017 is a problem (laughs) for a lot of very good video games that are going to be like people aren't going to have top 10 lists this year they're like top 20 lists because there's just like no way um given how many games are coming out every week uh that you can you can whittle it down it's It's not going to be fun in december I'll, i'll say oh no it's a problem
1: i think it's it's a problem for the big games that are like are losing to other big games and it's a problem for indie games that like i think are going to fall through the cracks because you're like well i still have like i still didn't play prey yet so like (sighs) i'm probably going to play prey uh but does that mean that i'm going to pick up three other games that are ten dollars each you know the next couple months and to have them just sit in my steam library like i don't know
2: I mean, that's, yeah, that's the story of my life is like, oh, yeah, I, I'll get these 10 games and then I'll play one like, and a half of them for sure.
1: It's like I bounced off near because uh, it just wasn't hitting me, but I know it will. It's just not. I think it's like just didn't sit with me, uh, yeah. but I also like. I freed myself because I was like, I'm not going to play Persona Five anymore. I'm done.
0: <laughs> I played 15. That's a good thing. Per- I played 15 hours of that yeah. and then had to walk away because I'm and I'm going to go back to it because I want to yeah. see more of Persona Five. But it was just like I know that game is 100 hours. Like ah, like I, you know, the 15 hours I put into Persona is like another game I could have just God. finished. And so, so
1: here's what here's what I did. Uh-huh. So about 10, 12 hours into Persona Five, I'm like, I don't like anyone. I don't even like <laughs> me in this game. I don't like anybody. Fair. I don't like what's happening. I kind of, I like the dungeons. That's about it. So I was like, you know what? I, my last Persona 4 playthrough was last year. I don't feel like playing Persona 4 again. So I'm just going to watch the Persona 4 anime. Uh, and that was what I did. And that got me my Persona fix. So yeah,
0: how many times have you, Persona
1: how many times have you beaten Persona 4? Like five.
2: Holy, Holy Pat. crap, dude. Yeah. Pat. <laughs>
1: Uh, but, I mean, pat. it's the same... What you It's pat? the same save. I new game, the same save.
0: You know, uh, what do you do on the that's... fifth playthrough?
1: So you... Well, uh, so there's, like... There'll be a playthrough where I'm, like... I'm gonna make choices. Like, I'm not gonna hook up with anybody. Kay. I'm gonna be everyone's best friend. I would friend zone myself. We'll do the friend zone playthrough. <laughs> the friend, the friend zone playthrough. playthrough. All right. Yeah, because there are characters that want to date you because you're a good dude.
2: You're friend zoning them from you. Yes.
1: Yeah, okay. you're isolating yourself. Because you're like, you all don't talk enough with each other about what I'm doing here. Because <laughs> uh, that's really the thing about Persona 4 is that you can play that game as a long con with lots of ladies. Oh, and boy. then he, Because everyone knows you're moving away. It's bad. So you can just be friends So you've done that
2: playthrough before. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm seeing. Oh, I did a
1: playthrough where... The uh, The
2: player playthrough? Is that what you call that one? All right, all right.
1: Danielle, I'll give you that one. All right, thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, a a, a, a player playthrough is definitely a version (laughs) of the game. Or, like, I'm going to, like, min-max, like, I have all of these uh, Persona. Like, I have all these cool, like, battling, like, all right, let me get the best in the world. Yeah. Let me play with Alice, who is way too over... Like, she's, like, a Death Arcana and, like, way too overpowered. Perfect. And I'll start with her and just wipe the floor with every dungeon. Um, but, like, it's one of... It, it's probably my favorite game I've ever played. So I to say, it's, that, it's, like, that,
0: that game is no... You know, that's what... Even no, you know what you're doing, that game's got to be at least 60, 70 hours, right? But it
1: comes down to, like, I was, like... I don't want to play Persona 5. I guess I'm playing Persona 4 again. Oh, I don't want to play through the beginning of that game again. So I was just like, I guess I'll just watch the anime.
0: Uh, and then, like. You know, your life is at it, a low point when your choices are, oh, I guess I'll just watch the anime. So, well, you know. So, 2017 Pat Bear How about this
2: judgment, guys?
0: Well, I
1: pulled back from wrestling because I was like, I'm a wrestle dork. But I pulled back from wrestling and. Double down on anime. Oh, you never, um, you never oh, no, double down on anime. Patrick. Yeah, you never. Doubled on anime. I know, I I know. I'm hurting you, Patrick. But like, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I just like, you know, I, I now, I'm now. Oh, here's here's where I'm at in 2017. I'm considering a second streaming imp, uh, anime subscription service. Yeah, you know. Anime Strike has three things I want to watch that's worth $5.
2: That's fair.
1: It has three things that I want to watch. It makes me mad. I wish Crunchyroll had everything that I want to watch, but it doesn't. Anime strike has three things.
2: I got you. So I guess
1: I have to get anime strike. I
2: mean, I do this with with UFC Fight Pass and Flow grappling because UFC Fight Pass doesn't have enough pure jiu-jitsu tournaments on it. So, yeah. I get I got it. I also I do the same thing but not with anime. I have Crunchyroll, don't worry. Yeah. I don't hate anime. Look, we we've got like a good like medium, cool and hot here for anime mm-hmm. in, in this <laughs> lovely group right. Here. I, so, I, I think that's I pretty good. I think that's good. a fair description. You know, I think that's pretty good.
1: Uh People should watch interviews with Monster Girls.
2: Interviews with Monster Girls.
1: The last season, the hotness last season was Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Like, that's the thing that people were like, this is the best show. And it's good. But it falls into that point where you can't recommend it to some people because of, well, you can't watch this episode because of the Twister thing. And you're like, yep, you can't watch that episode. You can't recommend that show (laughs) now. What is
2: the Twister thing? There's...
1: There are characters. Should that, I not ask? There are characters that uh, are in a situation that are um, even by anime standards, in my opinion, too young to be in this episode. <laughs> okay. So. All right.
2: Fair. Fair.
1: <laughs> And people who like that show, like, you have to just be like, that's the part that's not great.
0: But then this other thing happens, and it's awesome. Even by I anime anime standards. That's, Pat, yes. that's, I find that, that whole phrasing is distressing.
2: <laughs> I think maybe that's our episode title. Uh, even by anime standards, maybe, Tim, if you want to write that down, that's, like, pretty good.
1: Uh, but interviews with Monster Girls. Okay. Like, I recommend that. Like with no like uh like no a hundred percent. All the way. It's a high school where there are uh demi chans, uh monster girls. Okay. Uh and it's a rare thing, but people all know about it, so people are like kinda freaked out, but they become friends like a vampire girl and a doolahan. What is okay, a dem- what is a cool. demi chan? So a demi so they like calling themselves demi chans. Uh who, they're monsters. Who, who, oh, monsters? So monsters okay. uh, there's a vampire girl, yeah, there's an ice woman, which is a uh-huh. uh, Japanese folklore, and then there's a uh so I didn't know this, but the headless horseman myth, right? Mm-hmm. you know, the headless horseman yeah, that uh in Celtic is called the Dulahan. uh so there's this girl who's one of three in the world that is she just like a blue flame is coming a teal flame, I should say oh. is coming out of her neck, and she just carries her head around okay. uh you and know, there's that also that sounds cool. There's a ju- the the math teacher is a succubus and okay that's uh,
2: perfect. So one of my favorite trash sci-fi shows ever is about a bisexual succubus who has to have sex with people to live.
1: Uh, she she is, Lost
2: Girl. Watch Lost Girl. She's
1: trying her best to like like she's she, she dresses very plainly sure. and like tries not to like freak people she's, out
2: yeah, she's doing her yeah. thing she's she's at work there's work her and then there's like yeah after dark her well yeah she's she's, like, she's got her life separate yeah got her life okay. separate suppressed it
1: suppressed it completely yeah good. and there's a teacher who's like trying to be a good dude and like trying to help these people just like he's trying to help students but he's also like he's also like oh it's really cool that i get to meet monsters <laughs> like he's self-aware sure. enough that he's like I always wanted to study them, and that didn't work out. But now three of them are in my school, and he gets and to just, try to help them out. It's so sweet Aww. and awesome, and like nice and just like
2: that sounds fun. Good.
1: And there's like, oh, the Tulahan has a crush on the teacher because he's strong, and that's what she's looking for in a guy: is someone that can like carry her head around without dropping it. Like, that's very important to That's
2: her. what every woman wants, okay? <laughs> Right, yeah. You know, like, I'll just yeah. say it. That's what every woman wants, somebody to carry their head around. Help each other.
0: It's what I did for my wife on Mother's Day. It's like, here's that's your right. gift. I'm going to carry right. your head around.
2: I have to ask. I know we're a little all over the place, but I have to ask, Patrick. How was it? How was your first... Uh, your first—I mean, I know Father's Day is coming out. This is going to be your first Father's mm-hmm. Day. But how was your first Mother's Day with your wife and your and your youngin?
0: It was, it was good. With the child, awesome. our child continues to be alive. My wife continues to be an excellent mother. So excellent. Uh, it's it's it's, it's, up. it's good. And unfortunately, t- uh, take care of a kid is like it's difficult to like. like I'm just going to handle all this for you. Shut up, dog. Just shut up. <laughs> Oh, Pixel! <laughs> no, shut up. No. Uh, Pixel wanted
2: to say. Pixel's try trying to say, person, like, "Oh yeah, she's a great I mom." Don't. Shut yeah. up,
0: dog. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so it just uh, you know, th- th- babies are demons, and you, you know, there's I, there's not much I can take off her hands. A kid, you kind of need two people to handle the kid. I mean, obviously, you could do it with one person, but uh, I don't know how those people do it. That is a ah, that, is, that is a tall order. And now, having experienced it first uh, first hand.
2: <sighs> wow. I, I I congratulate you on your baby still being alive. Thank you, thank it's you. It's a good thing to do. Yeah. Very good. It sounds like you know you gotta you gotta take some of those lessons from uh, interviews with Monster Girls. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> you gotta take your little demon. You gotta try to help them carry their head around. I mean, yeah. babies have really big heads for their body, right? You you have to like literally support their heads. So. Well, yeah,
1: babies are uh, human human babies mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, are uh, I are born too soon. It's true. They come out of the womb before they should. So That's that we have true. to be really careful and good about it. You
2: had to be real careful with your yeah. little ones. I, uh, speaking of Persona, my girlfriend finished Persona 5 oh, okay. this weekend. I watched the whole thing. This was a situation, I don't know uh, if you guys have ever had gamer partners, but it's it's like wonderful 99% of the time because you get to share things with them. you get to be like, baby, I'm playing this game. It's so cool. We get to sort of watch each other play games and sort of get a sense of things. This weekend, Saturday at around, I'm going to say around noon, I wake up. And I'm like, I want to play Prey, honey. And she's like, Okay, I'm in. The, I'm in the last boss. 8 p.m. Uh, she finally finished the game, so she was in the last boss for like eight hours. Well, I want to say so, I okay. saw
0: on Twitter that she seemed um, <laughs> distressed over the fact that Persona Five was about to end. Like, like she re- literally I think she like was, it out. Yeah, was, was not feeling great about the fact that this game was going to reach its end credits.
2: Yeah, she, she put, like, 140-something hours into it. Like, she really saw everything, and was she was a little sad that night. I was like, why don't I take you out to dinner? Because She was like, oh, it ended. I feel very bittersweet, you know, that sort of thing. It's okay. She doesn't listen to the podcast, so I can talk about her. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. But it was very, like, I, I saw the ending, and I watched her play, like, a good a good chunk. Obviously, she's playing it when I'm not around as well, but, you know, I saw, like, for the last month of our life, I was doing a lot of, I'm playing Zelda on the Wii U and she's playing Persona 5 on the TV. And so I'm, like, checking in with the game and seeing how the relationships are going. And that was actually a pretty great way to experience that game. Uh, Kind of watching. And she makes decisions that I respect. If she didn't, we'd have a problem. (laughs) But she actually makes, like, good decisions that I'm like, okay, that's what I would have said. All right, we're good here.
1: Uh, The last time I did that with somebody that I was, like, living with or or with was, like, uh, playing, uh, you know... the. The kind of, like, uh, adventure game style thing where it's just like, yeah. I'm sitting here and you're sitting there. Let's make these decisions together. Yes, yes. And, like, Those are you've got to have somebody that either 100% is just like, yeah, we did it. Or is completely the opposite and you're like, <laughs> no, I don't – okay, that worked out great. But you have to be a, you have to be like, all right, you, you made the right call. Yeah. Or, no, please go with my gut this time. Let's go with my gut. Because, uh, like, yeah. it's like, oh, we're playing The Walking Dead together. Mm-hmm. And no, let's not let's not make him silent again. Let's like make a decision this time. Yeah. Uh, the first time I played that game, I it was a lot of him just like not saying anything because we couldn't agree. <laughs> you would
2: time out. Yeah, we yeah, would time, we would time
1: out constantly. <laughs> oh, no. It was not great.
2: Yeah. Ugh oh, those are those are friends. I know Patrick. You've talked about definitely playing a lot of Telltale mm-hmm. games like that with yeah. your wife, which is it's fun. I don't know. It, it's it's something I always think is very interesting. Playing games with your significant other, and sort of how that changes whether or not you're both kind of like gamers, or if you're playing with somebody who's not necessarily a super, you know, super into games, but they're interested in certain types of games. I always, I always want to hear stories about that stuff. I don't know why. It's just funny to me and interesting to me. Uh, but uh, let's, uh, let's take a little dip in the question bucket. I think it's probably about that time, unless uh, unless either of you have have uh, pressing. Pressing issues you'd like to bring up before the question. I will, I
0: will mention, uh, so I'm continuing to play through Prey, which I assume you probably finished this weekend, Danielle? Did you actually? Uh,
2: I'm 28 hours in, and I'm not even close <laughs> to being done. Because I am, I am, like, actually, I am so attached to these people now in, you know, in this world. I think they're actually really well written and fairly subtly written for this type of game. So I'm like, oh, no, I need to finish, like, at least three quarters of all the little quests I've picked up. Yeah, so.
0: I'm in the middle of... Um, I don't want to spoil how the the quest w- works too much, but I'll say it involves the you know the D and D game that you uh, yes. discover, and there is a side yes. quest that is associated with it. That is, I haven't solved it yet, but it's incredibly clever. And yeah. uh, in uh, looking up some uh, details about it, because I was trying to figure out like. It's this puzzle you're doing that's related to their, their D&D uh, game that they're playing in space. And I want I just wanted to see if, like, the loot was worth, like, me going down the puzzle. Um, and it's funny because I saw, uh, like, the, the, the puzzle you're trying to solve will ultimately lead to a safe code. Um, and the safe code, if you enter it in ahead of actually solving and finding all the things in-game... The game apparently debuffs you, makes it like you slower. Like the game punishes you for for like cheating because for looking it up. Yeah, it's it's pretty smart. I, uh, I that's really good. I've, 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 the fact that the game would be conscious of that and uh, take it into account, I think, is really funny and clever. But um, yeah. I had this sequence this morning where uh, so there are these uh, big kind of floating uh, sort of like Cacodemon type uh, creatures called uh, hate te- telepaths that. Um, yeah. You often will encounter uh, they're 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 really uh, challenging on their own, um, but uh, f- especially for you, I imagine Danielle, because you're playing a soldier type, and
2: no, al- well, I'm playing like no alien power, right? Whatsoever. And they become
0: significantly so, yeah. easier to deal with when you get access to a firepower, um, because then yeah. you can they they're just really weak to that, and it's they become a lot easier to deal with. But anyway, you often find them not not on their own, but also with like a bunch of marionettes, like they're able to uh, subjugate. Uh, the the humans on board. Um, and what I find interesting about them is that they name all the humans uh, that they are mind-controlling. So they all have names. And when you uh, save them, unless it's story-relevant, they don't, like, become NPCs. They just, like, collapse unconscious. But yeah. by giving them a name and not making them sort of, like, mindless engineer, like, I have felt this desire to try and save them from the telepath as opposed to just... What would be easier, which is just to kill them before they come right. after me, because the way, um, the mind controlled enemies work is that they run at you sort of like the serious Sam guys with the bombs on their hands. They just sprint after you and explode. Um, and. Yeah,
2: their heads explode. Yeah, and, and
0: one, <laughs> yeah. a one, sh- they can one shot you. Um, or at least, like, mostly take you down, and if there are two around you, you're, you're not gonna survive. Um, and. But so I, I, I've I been, like, puzzling out these different scenarios where I'm trying to find a way that I can kind of, like, hide in a corner of the room so I can take out the telepath without with, – with hopefully not sacrificing too many of the mind-controlled people because, again, because they're named, I feel like this attachment to them. And also I'm aware that the game is keeping track of, like, how you engage with different – like, I don't know exactly what is participating in the ending and so – in my head, I'm like, all right, well, maybe this is part of it, so I'm going to try and save as many of them as I can. But so I had this sequence where uh, I kind of figured out a way that I could get into the room and take out the telepath um, without uh, fighting too many of the enemies. But unfortunately, I alerted some of the enemies. They ran after me, and me in my uh, the path I was taking... To get up to the little secluded area where I was going to surprise the telepath, uh, took them by a, a line of turrets that I had set up to protect myself from oh, some other no. things. And so, uh, the, the, you know, my line of three turrets just started mowing down like 10, 12 of these mine. Go- oh. And you, and you hear. The pe- when they're mind controlled, they are um, vaguely aware that they are under mind control. So you can hear they yell, them
2: like, "Don't come near me!" Yeah, or something. they're like, like shouting oh, like, oh, stop like it. Oh, yeah. "Help
0: me!" Oh. And, but they're and so I, yeah. <laughs> they're saying, "Help me!" And I helped them by luring them into a turret trap. And then pop, 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 pop. <laughs> uh, it took down about. Uh, but ultimately, it, it turned out I needed to clear out some of them. Like there was just no way I was going to get into that room without some of those bodies dropping. So I apologize to those engineers and scientists that that died in my attempt to defeat the telepath i saved the rest of them so
2: hey you did something i,
0: I did something you, you
2: did you did something i the thing is uh, about this game that i i love the way it does this and you're mentioning that they're all named but not only are they named but like they're actually people on the station i don't think there's anybody on that station who has like n-
0: ready to pop the question
2: no email or no at least tracking number or or whatever like they're actually part of you know an employee list or something like there's nothing that feels like oh this is just a spawned npc yeah because you can go you know, into random a, whatever yeah you
0: can go to a security checkpoint and sometimes that is part of a side quest where it's like hey you need to find the specific person and then you need to look up which uh you know like in the directory like you know like what, yeah. their, what department they're associated with and then you can go and track their bodies down and you may find that they're Part of a mind-controlled <laughs> a leviathan yeah. uh, telepath creature. Um, and I do think that like gives like some really interesting weight to what in almost in a, any other game would just be like don't worry about those you know those mind-controlled characters. And I actually just uh, unlocked a power after I got through this sequence um, that allows me to disengage people from the mind control. Oh. So the next sequence oh, yeah. I get to. Um, where I encounter a telepath, I'll actually be able to do what I was wanted to do much easier where I can just target individual people, snap them out of it. Um,
2: Save them and then go after
0: them. Well, then if you want to go down further down the skill tree, you can not <laughs> only... Uh, dispatch them from the telepath you can then convince them to fight for you through your own telepathy oh. i don't think i'm i'm going to go down uh that path but it is funny to think that you could save them and then use them as a pawn to sacrifice them in your in your your, <laughs> your war with the aliens
1: i mean they're susceptible you know to mind control so you might as well take advantage of it exactly you know
2: if they're going to be puppets they might as well be yeah. your puppets yeah, yeah, yeah. i agree your
1: i agree <laughs> Save humanity.
2: <laughs> I am... I, I won't go too far because I was already, you know, halfway in the question bucket, but, like, I think I'm in love with this game a little bit. I think me and this game might...
1: This is Danielle-ass Danielle that's game. The, that's
2: the thing, and I mentioned this on Friday, but I've never been this catered to in a big-budget oh, yeah. game. Like, oh, for sure in smaller games. Like, Gone Home, let's be honest, that's a Danielle-ass Danielle game, but, like, this is... Holy shit. It's it's kind of amazing. Ladies
1: be <laughs> liking other ladies and also saving for the universe. Space lesbians yeah. at least. <laughs> yeah.
2: At least for Count space them. lesbians. queer. Count yeah.
1: them up. There there Count are lots of queer ladies in Prey. Yes, and it's awesome.
2: And they're like actually queer. It's not yeah. just like, oh, we said a thing. It's like there's like a little romance subplot. And, and not jokingly
1: queer right. and not like, they're not like, oh, this lady's not going to like you cuz she doesn't like dudes and you're right. like, okay. It's not like great a gross thing. Game. Yeah. <sighs> it's just a thing that happens in Prey and is awesome for a uh, lots of people. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yes. It's it's so good. I I do hope that game uh does better than it seems like maybe. <laughs> well, hey, at <laughs> least the game are, the game looking, exists,
0: which is uh It exists
2: and it's real good, yeah. I think. So, you know, on that note, uh, on the note that I'm getting married to pray and mm. uh, you can bless our marriage, mm-hmm. you know, however you like with alien powers or without. Pat, do you have a number from 1 to uh let's see 100 and, Let's call it like 114 here. You just feel like a burning need for this number.
1: Uh, Let's go with 24.
2: 24. That's a great... That's a good number. Let's see. 24 comes from Kai. And this is... By the way, we're in the question book.
1: We're now in the question book. In case you're
2: curious, Kai has a question. Kai writes, my question is related to something Patrick said in the second episode... Uh, It's an old one. It's an oldie. Yeah. Uh, About being somewhat disappointed that franchises like Halo and Gears of War have been turned over to new studios, which seem to have simply created, uh, sort of iterated on versions of their predecessors. As a whole, there seem to be far fewer new IPs with this generation. Instead of the big publishers, uh, just seem to be largely pushing iterative sequels out the door. Often good, some even great, but none as revolutionary as the original titles when they were first launched. Why do you think publishers have opted to go to the the iter- sequel route instead of pushing out more new IPs? Sure, it has to do with money. But then again, Last Generation saw the launch of so many new IPs. Mass Effect, Bioshock, Assassin's Creed, Uncharted, just to name a select few. So why not continue this tradition instead of continuing to go back to the familiar well? Much as I love some of these series, part of me would really just rather see something completely new. Lastly, do you think the overhype for a game like No Man's Sky is at least, in part, a result of gamers actually wishing for the same thing, being new IPs. Uh, It may not have matched most people's expectations, but part of the excitement was finally seeing something truly new that seemed like it was going to take full advantage of the new generation's hardware in ways that a lot of iterative sequels simply haven't. Sorry for the long-winded nature of this question. Love the show so far. Keep up the awesome work. Kai. Kai.
0: Yeah, I mean, part I think part of the reason that Sony's done as well as they have this generation, which is uh, 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 complicated by a lot of factors, is the fact that they took some swings on on some some big new IP, right? Like Bloodborne, you know, which is you know, yeah, Dark Souls like, but it is it is uh, you know, it is a new IP. You uh, you know, The Last of Us basically straddled generations at the end of PS3, beginning of PS4, um, and. Uh, you know, you've got a game like Horizon Zero Dawn. Like I, you know, I'm not to say that Microsoft hasn't, you know, done some of that stuff, but I, I've been uh, like, look, okay, like for example, like I, it makes a lot of sense for companies to walk the path of a, a franchise that has uh, proven something that people like and to, uh, to to bring that back. But look at God of War, right? Like uh, they're bringing yeah. back God of War, and it seems to be like keep trying to keep within the spirit of what people liked about those games, but doing something fundamentally different like it it, it, it's if you were to put those games side by side like the new god of war and where that series came from like you're not gonna confuse the two you're gonna see the lineage but they're they're trying to be uh bold within constraint and that's what disappointed me about like halo and gears of war was that okay if you're gonna do more halo do more gears of war that's fine but like you know take the fact that people are familiar with it and try to genuinely surprise them. Um, And and I didn't feel like they did. Microsoft did a very good job of that with um, their their two sort of bedrock franchises in, in shooters. And part of the reason the 360 was as interesting of a platform as it was was because... A lot of that stuff was brand new back then, right? Like, Crackdown was amazing because it had never existed <laughs> before. Like, Forza Motorsport was amazing because it hadn't existed before. Like, they just took a lot of big, interesting swings Um that also was what – the Xbox original wasn't a huge hit. You know, it did okay, but part of the reason it had an identity was because they took big swings on weird games Um and – Uh, So, I mean, yeah, I think part of the reason No Man's Sky had all the hype was, again, I think it's a complicated situation, but part of that was because people were just genuinely interested in something new. And, you know, publishers have to balance, especially these days with the cost of uh, AAA games. But, um, you know, I mean, look at you know Mass Effect Andromeda. Like, maybe would, would that game have done better if it didn't have the weight of being a new Mass Effect? But you can see the appeal of making another Mass Effect. And so I think it's a... It's a complicated situation for for all involved, but I you know I think part of the reason Microsoft has stagnated this generation, other outside of, um you know things like Kinect being overpriced and being underpowered, those were all key factors. Was they were just they really you know big old f in the you know first party department uh, when it comes to trying something new. Um and I think that's what you hope for from big first party publishers is that they're going to fund and get behind genuine risks that try and create an identity for their console, and Microsoft didn't do that, and I wish more companies did, but I mean, we've gotten a lot of brand new interesting things this year um, actually. Yeah, for sure. It's not always necessarily happening in the AAA games, but we do, we we have gotten quite a bit in 2017.
2: A couple of games that we've loved this year have been sort of, you know, old IP that have taken real risks. Resident Evil uh, excuse me, Resident Evil 7 feels like, oh yeah, they actually kind of Went in a different direction. Zelda, of course, being so different from the typical Zelda, and yet
0: they both feel like Resident Evil and Zelda, right? Like they, they did. I don't think they they, take
2: that spirit. Yeah, exactly.
1: Last year's two biggest games uh, were Doom, and Hitman.
2: Yes. So we're
1: not, you know, it's the mid to late two thousand (laughs) teens. We're not done with big IP and big like franchises. Uh, it's just that there is, in my mind, there's a big difference between Doom and the last Mass Effect game. Yes. In the same way that, like, there were three God of Wars that were numbered, and then there was, like, that not God of War. Yeah, essentially. And the same thing thing for Gears. There was Judgment. Yep. Like, Gears did the same thing, where it was just like, uh, you like this, though, right? So here's a fourth one, but it's not a fourth one. And, like, Halo did that, but Halo did that with, like, Oh, you know, like Halo was like. Well, there's three Halo games, and then there's this other Halo game. Well, hey, hey don't don't right. oh, don't
0: talk shit about Halo. Uh, ODST. <laughs> no, because Halo I'm ODST is shit. secret uh, best Halo game. So let's that's what I'm step saying. Off. Secret though. I'm best with Halo. Hurting here. I'm agreeing okay. with you. Jazz it's
2: not
1: soundtrack. the judgment of jazz Halo.
0: soundtrack. Uh,
1: it's a it's a different thing. It's like. Well, what if we did this version of yeah. the world? What if we played in things you didn't get to see, and we'll try other things, and we'll see what, t- what happens to Halo? side story approach. We'll do a side you story know? approach, yeah. and it, I think, was successful. Uh, but I don't remember what happened
0: in Halo 4 and 5. <laughs> no, yeah. no, Like, I don't at all. I played, I played those games thinking I probably should have read the books to know what was going on, I guess, which is a, but, a bad takeaway. That sucks. Takeaway.
1: Because uh, Halo 2 is the be- one of the best gaming experiences I've ever had in my life. Totally. Like, Sure. I would go... Halo and Halo 2, I would still go to my friend Terry's house in Brooklyn, and he had a huge plasma TV, and then he had a projector in his bedroom, yeah. and my friend Ptolemy... And this Ptolemy- is like
2: 2004, to, p- yeah. to place this, you know, properly, like...
1: My friend Ptolemy bought an Xbox to leave at Terry's house, Nice, and we linked the two Xboxes together to play Halo. <sighs> so we had a huge... Enormous television, like giant TV. So when it was split in four, you still had a good size and a projector split in four. And then there would always be like two other people waiting to come in. And that was like how I got to play games with my friends in New York when I moved here and didn't have my like my like friends that would play Mario Kart anymore. And like so and in Halo 2, we would still get together, but we could also be in our house if we wanted to. Yeah. If we wanted to play Halo 2 and, like, not go to Brooklyn, we could just play. And so Halo means a lot to me. Yeah. Uh, and so to, like, not care, like, I don't care about the next Halo game. And I also know people that make it. So I should be so psyched <laughs> about it. Because I know people that are, yeah. like, working hard on yeah, making Yeah, I mean, that's, Halo look, like, there, I don't
0: think anyone's going to say that, like, Halo 4 and 5, as disappointing as I found them, were not, you know, made with, like genuine warmth and like a dedication. Like lots of people work on games that for whatever reason don't quite click, right? Like someone could yeah. be a you know, Halo Four and Five have wonderful combat. Like they 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 nailed the feel of Halo. It was just wrapped in a story and and other things that just didn't really click with me. And and one thing I wonder, uh like to pull back uh uh the lens a little bit is part of what was appealing uh, and worked for uh, developers and publishers in the old cycle of how we did video game hardware was that you created new franchises or potential franchises at the beginning of a hardware generation so that you could create sequels and iterate till you got to the end of that hardware generation. And then part of the appeal of seeing that on new hardware was like, Oh, you know, we've all this new power, but then it was also a concrete moment to start and take risks again Um with a new piece of hardware and we're starting to get away from that a little bit right like well scorpio is like technically a new console but like it'll be backwards like it's going to be blurred with the xbox one but like will microsoft treat it as essentially uh you know a soft reboot and that a lot of the sort of new uh ideas that would have come with like we're done with Xbox One. We're moving on to the next thing. Will that come with Scorpio? Because, like, Sony didn't really do that with the PlayStation 4 Pro. The PlayStation 4 Pro was sort of an incremental update that just kind of went along the same continuum of the PlayStation 4. Now, granted, uh, eventually Sony is going to have some new piece of hardware, like whether it's a PlayStation 5 or something else. Um, and it makes me wonder if, like, because that sort of, like, tick-tock... Hardware cycle has been disrupted by having, like, mid-generation hardware refreshes. Like, there's not a natural time for developers to take that risk in the way that they used to in the past. And so I just... It makes it makes it a confusing time, but it also makes me wonder... Because, like, Judgment... uh Here's the word Judgment. Like, part of the reason that game existed was because... The 360 was just around for a couple of years later than they expected yeah. it to be, right? And the reason Gear, uh, God of War Ascension came uh, around because it was the PS3 was around for a little bit longer than everyone else thought it was going to be. So those were just kind of like filling a hole before they pivoted to the next generation. So it's it's a weird time. I mean, I you know at the end of the day we would all love more uh, new franchises. It's just it's it's a complicated sort of space we're in right now in terms of when to take that risk. Yeah, there have been five Dead Rising's.
1: Like Maybe right, they should
0: stop making Dead Rising games. Well, <laughs> I, I say that yeah. if someone. Oh, well, you know, come on. If I'm, they saying should take
1: it. four years off and then make Dead Rising.
2: Right. And the, the Dead Rising. Right.
1: The Dead Rising. But like, we're we're getting sequels to games that like.
2: Have there been five?
1: Yeah, the fifth one just came. Like the fourth one was like, oh, they made a fourth one.
0: Wait, oh are my you sure? God. I think it's four. Or, wait,
1: or was it's it four? Okay. This last one was the fourth one.
0: Yeah, but you know what? That says everything that well, you think there might have been four. There might have been five.
1: <laughs> there's case zero, and like there were a lot of there were a lot of two point whatever. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so true.
2: So true. I was wrong. Let's and I, call it yeah. Okay.
1: Internet, I was wrong, and I apologize. <laughs> but also, there've been four Dead Rising, and that's yeah,
0: it's too many Dead Rising.
1: Crazy. Uh, that's right. Three was the one that was the like, Dead Rose yeah. too
2: many goddamn times.
1: Uh, but yeah, I mean, you'd think there'd be a Sunset Overdrive too. Right?
0: Yeah. Don't even get me fucking oh, no. started.
1: <laughs> I've done that too many times uh, in this podcast. I apologize. You back. heard oh, it. on like, something overdrive or, too. But like, because wasn't that the way it was like, you know, when I was a kid, it was like the first game had ideas. And then the second game was great. Often. Like, Yeah. Like, you know, Assassin's Creed 2. Is a really good video game, yeah. and Assassin's Creed was a tech demo that you bought.
2: Why?
0: why I mean, Watch Dogs like, is the same way? Watch Dogs One, like, yeah. like interesting, deeply flawed for lots of reasons we have talked about here, and then Watch Dogs Two, which a game I didn't get around to, but by all accounts and from you know people I trust that played it, was like they took a lot of the criticism to heart and got made a game that was a lot closer to what they were promising the first time around. It feels like it might be
1: that right now there's there's this fear in doing that game that might do well that builds an IP, a brand that you can then build a second game off of. Because also they're not building, they're I mean they're building engines but like, it's a different story than it was like, we built this game from the ground up so we're committed to at least put out a second one that will hopefully take the name from the first one and the goodwill and build an audience. And now it's like, that didn't do well okay, well now we need to make a a fourth in this series because we have to get people to, you know, yeah. we have to pay all these people that work I'm gonna here. I'm going to be in a bad mood the rest of the day now. I'm sorry, Patrick. God. I didn't mean that. Sunset
0: Overdrive, the modern incarnation of Jet Set Radio and just... Uh, it's it, But also
1: Nier came out this year and Near is a sequel to a game... That is, a, that is a sequel to one ending of another game.
2: Yeah, I, yes. There is so there is It's
0: there, and it's possible. There, there is hope it's for, possible. For, for, for Sunset Overdrive 2. Uh, as far as I know, it is not uh, currently in development, but from what yeah. I understand, I'm, told, I'm supposed to they tell want, about they Phantom Dust. They wanted to make that sequel. And, and
1: Phantom it. Dust. Yeah. Phantom Dust is going to happen or isn't going to happen, <laughs> but at some point... At some point in our lifetime, they were talking about making another Phantom. Duck. We are putting out like, the we got
0: remaster, so we'll we can remaster, t- we can take that.
1: A conversation happened where they were going to make a sequel. to I that know, game. but that's know. good though. <laughs> like, it's good that that happened. Like, th- it is a weird place yeah. where, like, uh, where there are sequels to things, but like, I I would love more first party yeah. like uh, experiments and like. Risks uh, and third-party risks like that. Like, it's fun to get excited about a new IP. The yeah. no, to take it back Praise to the question. An
2: example, too. To take it back yeah. to the
1: the question um, about No Man's Sky. Like, well, part of it was like th- there were there was the this is the last video game I'll ever buy contingent, <laughs> uh, which was flawed, obviously. But <laughs> No Man's Sky sounded like something I hadn't yeah. played, and that's awesome. It's a, it, when you buy a new game console and you have like just sequels to things or HD uh, remasters or, like, a collection, it's also to be like, well, in five months, a game I've never played before in a style I've never played before comes out. So I made the right choice in buying this $500 thing. Right,
2: you made an investment.
1: Uh, Like, it's fun to be excited about those new IPs, and that's why also, like, when they don't do well, it's such a bummer. Like, if Prey's not doing well, Prey is the... You know, the same name of another game named Prey. But it's a new franchise.
2: <laughs> sort of. uh, yeah, it's a whole thing. But, but it's sort of I hope the there's spirit. a Prey
1: 2. Yes. Uh, because. Well, yeah. It's, I mean, yes, this is Prey 2. But I hope there's a <laughs> Prey, this Prey 2. Yes. Uh, there's a sequel to this Prey, I hope, you know? Yeah. Because. I just
2: want, I just want to play pretty much everything Arcane makes after sort of the Dishonored. And then Prey. Like, both Dishonored games, I think, are phenomenal. I love Prey. So it's it's almost it's, like I feel yeah. this way about studios at this point. I'm almost at the point where I am with, you know, oh, this director, this sort of production company, that kind of thing. I'm starting to feel that way about studios, which I think is a mm-hmm. good thing. But we, you know, as long as they're not getting relegated to, oh, yeah, okay, put out this thing. You're not, your heart is not in clearly. Or like, we don't um, that.
1: like this, like the A-team on Platinum. Yeah. Like, Platinum's yeah. A team hits really hard, and their B team t- hits really low. <laughs> and it's like, but you're like, okay, which Platinum made this one? Oh, that, the good one? Great. Yeah. Uh, I look yeah, I always look to see, like, okay, who, who's designing this one? Because I love Platinum, except for the games that are very bad.
0: Wow, that's... <laughs> I mean, that's fair. <laughs> I, like, I, like, like, I like things, except for not things I don't like.
1: Their lows are you very know. low. And their highs are very high, so like I'm going to play Vanquished on my PC soon. Hell
2: hell yeah, you are! are.
1: Hit that smoke! Oh, oh man, I'm going to slide and smoke. It's going to be really fun. Like it's going to be fun to play Vanquished again.
2: Hell yeah, it is. Uh, And uh, you know, sliding and smoking sounds sounds like a good thing. Well, just
1: uh, you know, it it's hard to get. uh, We get what British people think America is like a lot. Uh, in the uh, rock star uh, genre, For sure. but I love what these Japanese developers like. Hey, what if we made Gears of War and you get vanquished? <laughs> yes. Like, I want more of that. I, yeah. I, in, in the same way that I love. Hey, what? If, what if we made a Japanese style RPG, but we're a Dutch studio? Yeah. Like, I love that kind of thing. And then you do it enough, and then it becomes like, you know, Russian style games are its own thing, but they were just. Making their own Western games for a, a while, or making their own Japanese games. So I, I love that. Like Vanquish is that kind of like anime ass version of American shooters.
2: I I agree. I love all those different kind of lenses. And I'm going to do the quick thing that that uh, Austin tries to do every time, which is recapping the games we talked about, which is hard today. But we we talked about Flint yeah. Hook. We talked about yep. Strafe. We talked a little bit about mm-hmm. Prey. We talked a little bit about Vanquish. Yep. What else did we talk about? Am I missing, stud, am I missing something sunset, major here? Overdrive. Sunset, I know. Um, I was trying not to mention it because I thought we were, you were in a better place.
1: We talked about Persona 5. Persona, Persona 5, 5 was in there. Um, yeah, we talked about a little bit about a lot of different games. Yeah, we did.
2: Uh, um, a little bit about Dead Rising and how it needs to take, take yeah, over. Yeah, maybe Dead Rising need. needs to
0: stay dead. I mean, it probably does. Yeah, well, Dead it needs Rising get is hard again. no one bought it, so I actually don't think we're going to see it. It
1: needs Rising to get hard again. Apparently, like, had a come cool on. selfie
2: function. Somebody was saying let, that in chat. Let
1: Dead Rising be hard again. That's let, what I want.
2: Let Dead Rising be hard. How about just let it be the selfie game that it should have always been, it's, where it's only selfies?
1: That's an indie game that I would, that I would definitely buy. Yeah. Like...
2: Put three people from the Dead Rising team. give yeah. them give them some Unity pro licenses. and uh... hey, here's
1: what I want. <laughs> can I say this on a video game podcast? Yeah, you can. Uh, I want um, whatever, like there's no Blood Dragon Two oh. or the equivalent of Blood Dragon Two. Like, we got Primal instead of Blood Dragon 2, and that we lost on wow. that
2: one. Well, uh, the
0: <laughs> uh, creative director who worked on uh, Blood Dragon, uh, presumably has been working on something in the years yes. since. So yeah. uh, I don't know what that um, is.
1: Well, I want Dan Evans to make a wrestling game because he'd be, he do a really good job with that. Uh, Dean Evans. Dean, Dean, Evans,
2: Dean yeah. Evans. So if you're yeah. listening, Dean Evans.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, he might be. That's what Pat wants. Yeah. Uh, I think he can make a really great weird wrestling game. But uh but I I want that's one of my favorite things of like Blood Dragon was just such like you can't make a sequel to that probably. But like, hey we have this tech. What if we made something weird with it? Yeah. yeah. Like, I like that a lot. I don't know.
2: I dig that. I dig that for that's sure. That's what
1: this generation of games should be.
2: All for it. And uh if you have a question, I think that's probably one. It was a good, meaty yeah. question. I felt good about that. It was a good, meaty question. Uh, so if you have a question, you can send it into gamingadvice.com with the subject question. We try to read all of them, but we do need to cull the bucket at some right. point. There's yeah. going to be a culling. Well, of when the bucket. Austin
1: gets back and doesn't want to talk about video games yeah. uh, because of what he's doing this week, True. you could probably just do an episode. You do a
2: whole bucket of culling. Uh, a
1: bucket. Yeah, a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Call
2: it, you know, the. The do a bucket, bucket cast bucket buck cast yeah cast, bucket, the cast, cast yeah like just drink
0: some bucket yeah butt
2: cast of course all right thank so you. I think that's probably gonna just about do it for us Pat thank you so so much for being here oh no problem Thank really you really appreciate it. You. on zero notice literally an hour before this podcast uh, well, started. <laughs> we'll, we'll pull back we'll
1: pull back the lens a little bit <laughs> on that uh pull last out. night I just DM Danielle going like hey if you need me you know I'm local I'm in Brooklyn like I like you guys, and I know Pat. I know that Austin's out of town. And then I woke up, and an hour before I'd woke it up, Danielle was like, hey, do you want to be on the podcast today?
2: I was like, good timing, Pat. Uh, what are you doing right this second? He's like, uh, we'll
1: Skype you in, or we'll come to Brooklyn. I was like, yeah, all right. That sounds fun. It's
2: pretty great that you did that for us. Really appreciate all right. it. That was pretty
1: awesome. I like talking about games.
2: Where can people find you on the internet?
1: So I'm on Twitter at uh, PatBear, P-A-T-B-A-E-R. I do comedy in New York. Uh, I'm at PAX all the time, so see me at PAXes. I have a YouTube channel. You can find that on my Twitter. You can plug it. We
2: don't Yeah, it's YouTube.com
1: slash uh, PatBear. Put up a bunch of panels from PAX. People that you know, Austin's been on a bunch. Danielle has been on a few. Yeah. Uh, Yeah.
0: Um, and uh, thanks for having me.
2: yeah, thank you, Patrick. Where can we find you online? You
0: find me at Patch Clubic. You can find me uh three times this week. uh solo uh, fatherless streaming um uh, uh, player unknowns battlegrounds. We uh, did a stream <laughs> this morning.
2: Pat Bub. Uh, yeah,
0: the lesson was when you find a murder house that you feel happy with, don't get cocky and try and find a better murder house. Just learn to love. The murder house that you found. So that that archive, uh, mm-hmm. it's on Twitch right now, but there'll be a proper uh, YouTube and Vice Video one going up uh, either later today or uh, tomorrow morning, and we'll be doing that on Wednesday and Friday.
2: Excellent. That sounds like fun. I'm looking forward to that. I know you you, you got some. Success I did. I got today. a I got a murder. You.
0: So you'll have to see. You, you got have to murder. see how the murder happened. You got Excellent. to the teens, though, right? Uh, yeah, you yeah, I, yeah. A I made, I 14, made it to six, right? sixteen to like on the. Uh, but, uh, 16. Okay, uh, I don't want to spoil too much of what happened if people have not seen, but uh, mur- murder occurs.
2: Murder. There's, There's some a two way murder. murder. Sometimes
0: sounds... I murder, and then other times yeah. I, I get murdered. let player. You Get
2: all the murder you want mm-hmm. for you know two for a buck. I guess. I mean, you don't have to pay. <laughs> 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 That'd be weird.
1: I mean, you get. You don't have to. <laughs>
2: don't have to i mean uh you can find me at danielle Ri. i i obviously am danielle i'm not austin I'm, I'm sorry uh shout outs to tim barnes producer and engineer he's on twitter at tim barnes 451. 451 there's no o in there he's not a looking glass project he is he is tim barnes shout outs to our producer dylan who is awesome he's not on twitter but he's pretty great just have to take my word for it uh, Shout-outs to Bowen, who lets us use his track Miss You off of the EP Pale Machine. You can go to waypoint.zone slash Bowen, and you can find us on the internet, waypoint.vice.com, City. I'm not going to go through all of them because I, I forget them sometimes, <laughs> but, you know, I, there's a lot of places you can get to waypoint.vice.com, and, and whatever your favorite one is, bookmark it and... You know, come hang out with us. We've got beautiful forums. You can find those on the website. We are on Twitter at Waypoint. We are on Facebook, Waypoint Vice, and YouTube at Waypoint Vice. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Pat, again. Really appreciate it. So I'm going to end with be good or be good at it.